podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome everyone to the Super Rugby Podcast with your host Damien Warren and Toby Harris. Mate, this week we've it's been exciting all the stuff that's been happening off the pitch. What about the stuff on the pitch? Mm. Very inconsistent. Not very good games. Um, very promising games, to be fair. But they just haven't turned out the way we'd like them to. I think possibly. There have been some good games. But but there's been some games that we were absolutely so excited yeah. to watch. Yeah. And that really hasn't kind of given us the results or the expectations yeah, that we thought. I agree. I agree. They've been tight, though. They have been. There have been a lot of tight games this week. Apart from the Highlanders Blues, <laughs> yeah, it wasn't. It was tight. Was a bit of a it was a tight slaughter. first half. It was, and you're then right. the game went to poo. Yeah, went went to poo. <laughs> but we must not dwell on the negatives. No, we must look at the positives, yes. and we must look at some of our wonderful listeners. Not look at them, listen to their questions. You know, you can't see guys, but Damien has. Um, he's actually printed off the questions, and I've even got them as well. So it's, this, it's, is, this, this is possibly the first week that you've actually had the questions to look at <laughs> prior to actually answering the questions. Yes, yes, but they look they look like really good questions. Do you want to go for the first one, mate? Uh, this is from Sam Billings from oh, London, so, mate. Some Simon Simon Billings from London. Oh, <laughs> it's been a heavy night for you Simon. last night. Let's, <laughs> yeah. let, let's let's give you another go. Let's Simon. go for the first question, there, Tobes. So our first question is from uh, Simon Billings. From London, <clears throat> and he's asked Toby and Damien, "Do you think top Northern Hemisphere players will ever come to play in the Super Rugby?" This, for me, is a very simple question because why would you not? It's a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer. Framer. Framer. You look at the reasons why not, and really there's only one. Well, there's a couple of main reasons. The first one being money. Yeah. And that's probably the biggest thing that holds them back from coming and playing. There's getting into a team because the New Zealand conference is traditionally, barring possibly one player, um the big number eight or four from the Chiefs, who's the Canadian lad. Apart from him, I, I believe there's no one else that's playing in there that, that um, isn't having some New Zealand heritage, at least. No, that's true, yeah. But the other issue is uh, not being able to play for your country. So, you know, you're making that yeah. decision to, to leave your country but as to a come youngster, over. You know, oh. as a youngster, and you're, you're sort of looking at yourself in the mirror and go, well, I'm probably not going to make, you know, a European country team as in like England or Wales whatever <clears throat> it's a no-brainer though you, you sort of you're going to go right I'm going to I'm going to spend a year two years in the southern, southern hemisphere playing playing rugby and you know why wouldn't you though yeah, I mean, you're definitely, you're definitely going to improve your game, aren't you? would be amazing. You're going yeah. to play in good weather predominantly. Yeah. You're going to yeah. play against some of the best players in the world. You're going to get coached by well we might get to that but you Traditionally, did get coached by some of the best coaches yeah. in the world. I think it's only going to help your game. Mm. The, the big stumbling block is uh, a lot of these countries trying to say, don't go overseas, like New Zealand says to their players, don't go overseas, uh, trying to t- trying to convince them not yeah. to. So if the money was parable... But I think, I think 
New Zealand are doing that to some of the older players, you know, some of the more experienced, not our youngsters. Oh, no, they're definitely doing it to youngsters oh, as well. Really? Yeah, they're, they're, oh, okay. they're, they're telling them, you know, you go overseas, you won't play for the All Blacks. I don't think that they're saying it'll be held against you. No. But I, I think it would be held against them. It probably would, yeah. Yeah, you look at Ma Nonu coming back, and yeah. he's gone overseas and come back for the World Cup, and it, he, he hasn't gone Daniel straight Carter to the did team. That, though. He did, yeah, but Daniel that was Carter, a sabbatical. Yeah, okay, you got a point, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> but for me, it's just money. Yes, no. There's no yeah, other reason definitely. why you wouldn't. Family, maybe bringing your you know, older guys. But what we see is a lot of New Zealanders at the end of their career going to play. Then we in the, go overseas, don't we? To make as Japan. much money as they can. Yeah. As long France. as the money's parable, I can imagine someone like a Farrell at the end of his career thinking, do you know what? I really want to go across there and see if I could have played at that level. No, nah, he couldn't, though, eh? No, he wouldn't. No, of course he wouldn't. <laughs> He'd make the bullet team. <laughs> Poverty Bay, baby. Poverty Bay. Uh, next question, mate. Tom Jeffries from Dublin. And I'm not sure this is our first Irish um, question. So let's just say it is. Sounds more impressive. It does. Dear Damien and Toby, many thanks for doing the podcast each week. I really look forward to it. So do I, mate. So do I. <laughs> you know what? I wake up on that Monday morning and go, ooh, how many people have we got? <laughs> how many people have we caught? Uh, yeah, how, how many victims have we uh, <laughs> have we had? Uh, so Tom goes on to say, my question to you is, who do you feel is the best head coach in all of the Super Rugby franchises? God. Well, up until this weekend, it was a relatively, well, a more straightforward answer. Yeah, we did discuss this actually, didn't we? And and then this week happened. For me, it's not just about how successful their team is. No. It's about, it comes down to a couple of things. It's about consistency and performance. What we have not seen across the board mm. is a lot of consistency. So that, no. that has really struggled with this question. The other thing is when players are not available, does the team still play the same? Do they have the ability when they've lost one or two players to still play the same way? And again, the answer to that is it's become very, very tough because most teams have struggled with that. Well, they have, yeah. They have. But we've got some uh, some likely people that we do think are possibly some of the better ones around. First one being Scotty Robinson. Yeah, he's got to be in there though, doesn't he? His team is more consistent than others, but arguably he's got a bigger pool of players to choose from. They seem to play a very similar style to week in, week out, so we're putting him up there. Next up, though, mate. We've got Tony Brown from the Sunwolves. Some people might be a little bit surprised about that. Yeah. But we do rate him, and the oh, reason why definitely. we rate him is because people might look at him and say, well, he's got a consistent team, but actually in real terms he doesn't. No. He's still resting players for World Cup. Well, I mean... The um in on the weekend's game, he he had a number eight playing in the uh, in the centres. That's brilliant, though. Eh? He how well did he play? He played fantastic, <laughs> didn't he? It's a little bit schoolboy. Reminded me, you know, of, of a schoolboy Scott. Definitely. But it does show a strength. Yeah, you know, he's got a guy. He's really struggling for numbers. He's got a guy that plays in the second uh, in, in in the, the loose, loose forwards. Yeah. And then can literally stick them in the midfield and they can still play in the same style as they that, normally do. That's did. what I was going to say. You know, they're playing the same way that they would play if they had, you know, their, their full squad. That's right. So, so for me, he has to be up there because he's been, although he hasn't won a lot of matches, he's been consistently good mm. throughout uh, this season when it comes to performances. 
Next up, mate, Dave Vessels. Is that how I pronounce it? Honestly, mate, I wouldn't have a clue. Up until this week, I would have said he's right up there, but um, the last couple of weeks they've been really poor, and on it's the weekend they were really, really the, poor. The Rebels. Coach, yeah, the Rebels, yeah. yeah. So that's a tough one, but I would have said he's up there. He's, he's, they're an exciting team to watch. They are, yeah. They've been very, very good in that in that Australian, mm. but to, to lose to the Waratahs in the way they did know, yeah. was a little bit of an alarm bell for me. That was another bit of a lacklustre game, wasn't it? It was. And the last one we've got here is Liam McDonald. And the reason why we're putting in Liam McDonald is because we were on Rugby Pass looking, researching up what, you know, what everyone's thinking. And, you know, a lot of people are saying Liam McDonald. I actually, I'm not saying he's not a good coach, but uh, I don't think he is right up there as best coach of the Super Rugby franchise. He's done a good job with Auckland. Although he, he's young in the head coach roles, though, isn't he? He well, he is young, but you know, you got Aaron Major, who's younger. Well, I tell you what, Aaron Major is doing a great job with the Highlanders. He is doing a great job. They're, they're consistent. They've although they've not won as many. Bad. <laughs> no, they're not bad. <laughs> no, are they? They've bad. lost no. narrowly a lot yeah. of times. It was a joke, mate. Uh, sorry, Laugh mate, a little yeah. bit. Eh? Yeah, it's been a, it's been a late night. <laughs> so for me, I'm going to go and say Scotty Robinson has to get it. He's taken oh, definitely, yeah. taken a team that uh, he's moulded a team. He's got a great squad. Part of being a great head coach is getting a good squad. Yeah, uh, and they play from week in week out. I've just put down at the at the end the best coach I've ever met is Wayne Smith, and I, I was lucky enough at my university days to spend a whole season coaching underneath him. And when I say underneath him, I mean many layers underneath him. <laughs> But I spent a whole season sort of observing him oh, while really? he was writing his book. Well, he wasn't writing it. Our um, university lecturer was writing it, Lynn Kidman, for him. Wow. And he is absolutely... Is he good? He's fantastic. He, he's, it's, it's all about the players making decisions on the pitch rather right. than coaching staff making decisions for him. And he brings it into his training sessions. And his attention to detail is absolutely bob on. And the last thing he does really well is... The way that he gets his teams to play is exciting rugby. And he's gone all over the world and been successful yeah. all over the world. Yeah. So for me, Wayne Smith is amazing. And if some of those coaches can can get into his ear and learn a little bit. He needs to come back though, eh? He does need to come. He needs to get back off. He's retired though, he said. I know. He said, I'm retired. I've got my Sky, uh, sky card. <laughs> he is doing a little bit of work. In and out of of some clubs, giving them some oh really yeah some advice, but I think he's retired for good. But anyway, last question, you you go for it, mate. So uh, our last question is from Peter, and he's from Sydney. Um, Peter Rabbit, it's Easter, mate. You had to make it. Had oh to make yeah, it. yeah, it's Easter day, eh? It's Easter day today. Sorry, I'm I'm yeah okay. Go and just go. A bit on. behind the eight ball. Well, eh? I'm I'm just so used to your dribble. <laughs> That it just seems, just all comes oh, across like dribble. It's just it's just what I've got to live with, people. It's just not good enough, is it? So our last question, Peter says, G'day, fellas. Although I live in Australia, I actually support the Lions. I wonder if, is he, do you think he's South African? Well, you, you'd imagine so. Yeah. It's a bit of a funny one, but he might be. Yeah, he could yeah, be. Okay. Anyway, anyway, you go on, mate. Yeah. Uh, this year, the competition seems all over the place. With teams winning one week, well, teams one week winning convincingly and then the next losing easily. 
why do you feel this is the case? World Cup. A lot of players thinking about the World Cup, especially those experienced players trying to protect themselves for the World Cup. That could be a possible answer to that question. Coaches. I just think the coaches, the quality of the coaching that's going into these super rugby teams is not as good as it has been in the past. Do you not think so? No, absolutely. Nowhere near. Do you think it's just sort of because of the World Cup, teams or coaches are almost saying, "Mm, bit of a dud year. Uh, we're just gonna we're just gonna play rugby. We're gonna throw it around and see what happens. I think there's a lot of defensive work that's gone in to a lot of the teams, but that takes some time. I don't think any player, any coach is thinking dud season. But no. I think in the back of people's minds, if you're an experienced player, you are thinking about the World Cup, and you're thinking about getting through games to but, preserve. Yeah. It has happened, you know. You think four years ago when this happened. The Highlanders won it. They hardly had any All Blacks in their team. That's true, yeah. So the sort of pool, pool of players sort of going from from big squads down to smaller squads because yeah. they're resting four or five All Blacks at one time, it's messy on so many different levels. It is, and we're it? seeing for the first time, it's not just New Zealand teams that are resting players. We're seeing it across the board. Australian teams resting players, South African teams resting players, even... The Sunwolves are resting players for the World Cup. So you've just got disjointed teams one week playing. And then I don't think the coaching's as good. So therefore, you've got teams playing with... with, I mean, you look at the Hurricanes on Saturday. Fletcher, the reserve fly-off. There is a massive difference between Fletcher and Bowden Barrett. And because the systems and coaching... He looked like a baby, didn't he? He looked like a 17-year-old lad coming on to play. He's a good player, but... Is he? He's a good player. Mm. But I do think that possibly people like Lamarpe need to step up when he's playing, start running the show. And possibly Lamarpe's only been playing rugby for, you know, two, three seasons now. Maybe he's not confident enough. To no. to make Maybe those doesn't calls, know the game that well, and then the travel. I yeah, think when you're travelling, it's hard. It's always has been hard. But when you intermingle all of that stuff together, it just means it's the perfect storm. Isn't it's it? the perfect storm, yeah. which means it's just going to be a bit messy. Yeah, those are the end of our listeners' questions. They were good. They were hard though, weren't they? I think the questions were good, but were we, were we good, mate? You're always good. <laughs> <laughs> but next up, we're going to review and preview our games yeah. for this weekend coming. So uh, our first game uh, was the Chiefs versus the Lions. Now, the Chiefs lost 23-17. It was a home game for the Chiefs as well. It was a home well. game. We, we picked the Chiefs. Oh, we did. And in fact, let's just get it out there. We had a shocker this we weekend. We had an absolute shocker. I think I did better than you, though. Can I just say, though, let's look at the key key things here. Was It was 20 nil at halftime. Huge. I think yeah. with this, when you're playing any South African team, but especially the Lions, if you give them a head start, that they, they love that. Oh. I mean, people are going to say that anyone loves a head start. Well, yeah, mm. anyone loves a head start, but especially the Lions. If you give them an inch, they'll take a mile, eh? We're on the flip side of the coin. If the Chiefs had got off to a good start, I think the Lions would have really struggled because the Lions, all they've got is a strangling type game. Yeah. They don't really look like breaking from from deep and, you know, sort of 
running from their own goal line to score. Whereas, you know, the Chiefs could do that, and they did do that in the second half, but it was too little, too late. Yeah. Um, just looking at some stats here, conversion accuracy, 33% for the Chiefs. You know, if they had actually got all their kicks over, they would have won, or potentially would have won, which is frustrating. Yeah, I mean, if you think you had Hayden Parker in your team... Oh. Although he the, missed one, didn't he? He did miss one, and we sat there and went, what's happened? The world has almost stopped <laughs> hurting. okay? But if you had a Hayden Parker in your yeah. team, they would have won that game. Yeah, definitely. Although they scored more tries, though. Yeah, but at the end uh, of the day... But it, it's it, frustrating. It, it's frustrating. 20-0. Yeah. 20-0. 20 20 the, yeah. the, the Lions did play well, and I've just the other big thing the Chiefs have to get a grip of is they make so many line breaks, Yeah, but they often lead to knock-ons and turnovers. You know, you're looking at their line break, and I think it was eight, eight clean breaks or nine clean breaks to four, yeah. and they didn't convert many of those clean breaks. No, but also the thing, you know, they'll make a really good break, they'll look to pass, they'll get tackled or they'll make contact, and then they'll offload it. They'll do a stupid little offload that they don't need to do, and they're just forcing it. We we had a really good discussion about about that that's for me what makes an all black so an all black all black players or potential all black players when they make a break they'll make the right decisions yes, and they will the they will link they'll look for support and they'll link whereas a non-all black i think it's almost the timing of that offload or pass i think they're actually so if you're an all black you're running you're running with the ball and you're thinking who can i pass the ball to Whereas a non-All Black, someone who just doesn't have that ability to play for the All Blacks, runs, gets tackled, yeah. and then and thinks, then I need to offload. I need to pass. Which you is know, too late. Perfect example was uh, Nonu. Oh. Made, made that break. Beautiful. And then literally was just almost, you know, he was putting his head from side to side, now, looking now, for listen, that player. Listeners, just, just to then, help you out oh here. Oh, my God. When Toby did that, <laughs> when he just spoke there, he actually did turn his head side to side. He looked... He looks side to side. That's the dedication from Toby. Shut up. No, but you're absolutely right. You're and absolutely and right. he made a fantastic pass, didn't he? He did, and we'll go on about their yeah. game in a minute. Yeah. But I just thought the referee had a really poor game, and people might sit there and say, oh, you're you know, sore loser to the Lions. I just thought he was poor. In fact, it almost looked like he was a New Zealand referee, refereeing a New Zealand team, and he didn't want to come across bias. Well, that's right, yeah. And he kind of sold them up the river. And he, he just... He gave penalties where it didn't need to be given. You no, know, yeah. He he stopped the game. Yeah. Sometimes when the, when it was in the flow. Yeah, yeah. Frustrating. And the thing that gets me at the moment are the scrums. You know, if the ball's at the back, just play it. Just, just play, play on. Play it. it. Just play on. It's eh? frustrating because you're wasting so much time resetting scrums, resetting scrums, resetting scrums. Instead of if the ball's past the sort of second row. Get rid of it. Play it. Get rid of the damn yeah. thing, hey. God. I'm sick of watching scrums. I remember oh. a few years ago, there was hardly any scrums. I remember, you know, stats 20 minutes into games, there was a scrum. Yeah. Whereas this year, it's and scrums bring up the pack weight, all it? the time. Yeah, bring up pack All the time now, scrums all the yeah. time. But anyway, moving on. Yes. Next game. And this was the best game of the weekend. The we, Sunwolves we so, yeah. versus the Hurricanes. Yeah. No Barrett. No Ade Sevilla. 
And we sort of thought at the start of the game, didn't we? Yeah, we Ooh, said risky. 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 Yeah. Like, a little bit and of disrespect. Risky, a little bit of disrespect. I mean, you do have to rest them, but to rest all three at once, <sighs> risky business. But yeah. they got away with it, didn't they? Because they won 29. So Hurricanes won away from home 29-23 to the Hurricanes. They should have won. Har- yeah, the, the Although I did moves. pick it, didn't I? I did pick it. You did pick that. Yeah, we, we both picked we both picked yeah, that. Yeah, but I mean, you know, at half time, you said, oh, do you think, oh, do you yes, think the Hurricanes yes. can I still I thought come? the Sunwolves were going to hold on, and you said, no, 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 the Hurricanes will come back. I think the Sunwolves <laughs> lost their shape in the second half. And so it goes back to that. If you haven't been winning, you don't know how to win, and they lost their shape. They'd stopped, they actually stopped playing. A couple of things that we did spot was we loved the fact that the Sunwolves were playing a flanker in the in the backs, oh. but boy, did he play well. I've got written down here, <clears throat> back row in the midfield, great break, wonderful pass, bloody fantastic kick as well from the corner. <laughs> yeah. Hayden Parker, how good is he? Hayden Parker, yeah, yeah. loving Hayden Parker. And do you know what's really interesting? Yeah, people are starting to talk about him for the AVs. We picked that, right? Start are the they season, talking about they? it? They are t- they're saying he might have to break... The rules to allow him to play for the ABs. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, so that's really interesting to see. I, do you know what I also like? I love how it was almost a full stadium. They've got him behind yeah, their team. Yeah, they have. And that was one of the Did only... Did you hear the cheer, though? Oh, yeah, though. Oh. <laughs> they were sun-moving, <laughs> they? The wolves are out. <laughs> but I love that. I love how they've got behind their team. They're coming to support them. They were the only... There's the only game that we, we saw over the weekend that had a noticeably full crowd. Yes, and they're biffing them off. <clears throat> I don't get it. I don't get it. Um, but he missed a, Hayden Parker, mate, missed a kick, didn't he? Oh, village, village. No, uh, the Hurricanes kept on coughing the ball up in really good attacking positions. And I think that's the problem with New Zealand teams at the moment. A lot of people are on social media saying... You're on social media? Mate, I am no, now. I am tech, now with this tech podcast. Tech whiz, Tech whiz. <laughs> but they're on there really slagging off so a lot of the... A lot of the coaching that's going on, especially yeah. the the Hurricanes, to say it's just not good enough. And I have to agree with them; it's not good oh, enough. They've not. got a great squad of players, and they're not performing consistently well. But that's again, that's you know, <clears throat> they make a break, and then they'll try and force it instead of making that the right decision. Maybe they haven't been in that position, you know, making that clean break and then knowing what to do. Yeah. I mean, a couple of good things, though. Lamape's kick to Ben Land was, was special, and that shows that he's come a bit of a way with his game because he wasn't say, doing no. that. But I would say a little bit of worry with Lamape. I arguably said I'd start him on my, in my ABs, but actually now he's back no. to the bench. Yeah. He just makes a few too many errors in positioning and often that leads to someone going, and especially this is in defence, yeah, going through the say, line. Yeah, um, I've got two last points, mate. Tony Brown, what on earth was he wearing on his head? The, the, now you, now well, I'm not sure what they called the cap. What are they called? Do you know what they're called? It's almost like a tweed hat, isn't it? Yeah, but trilby. I don't know, mate. Trilby, something like that. Flat cap. Let's just call it a flat cap. Oh, it's not a flat cap because they're like a peak, mate. They're like a, they're like the hipster. I think he's trying to be hipster. He's Apparently, um, he was given this as a present. He wore it to one of his games, and he won. Oh, okay. And so it's a little bit of a 
you know, a good, good luck charm yeah. that he wears. Uh, arguably is working this year with his, his performances, but not with the results. Right, I've got one one last one. Oh, I've got one last one. Oh, no, man, you stole <laughs> my Masarewa. What a guy. Great night. Great try celebration. Top lad, eh? He, Top lad. Masarewa in be, the ABs? Masarewa would be in my <laughs> Super Rugby team of the week. That is for sure. That is absolutely for oh. sure. I'm we're a big fan of Masawara. Oh, what great time. feet! And I love Harry, as I said before on other podcasts. Fantastic. He feet. looks about my age. He looks old. He's got a five head. <laughs> he's got a five head, just like me. He um, he's a great player, and he's played very, very well this year. But we right. can't dwell no, next we game. But with that, unfortunately, that was the highlights. Really, I think that was the highlight of the week. Yeah. Highlight of the week. Yeah. Um, next game is the Reds, the Sharks. Reds came away uh, 21-14. Um, not much of a game. No, you know. it was 7-14 at halftime yeah. to the Reds. The Reds got two very early tries. I just I just think that, and I, I actually watched the, the post-match press conference on this, and it was like two minutes long. Because the Sharks coach was just, you know, just had enough. Really? Yeah. M- most of these press conferences last, you know, a good 10 minutes. Yeah. Two minutes, he's in, he's out. He's just saying it's not good enough. I thought, I thought after slagging off Bryce Higgity over the last few weeks, he, he controlled the game pretty well. It wasn't a great game to watch. No. And I've just felt the only the only points the Sharks were going to score was from either the boot or a pushover try. They just don't really... Didn't really have much. And fourth home defeat for the Sharks this yeah. season. It's not looking good for them, to be honest. If you can't win at home. No. Especially when you're a South African team. You well, they pride themselves on their home home uh, home games, don't they? Especially home crowd. A lot of the teams are play, actually playing at altitude as well. Yeah. And you've got to take that to, into account, but clearly not really working Yeah, you, know, you think on Australian team going to South Africa yeah. to play the Sharks, you and, and you know, the Reds aren't exactly firing on all cylinders either. No. You, you just wouldn't imagine them ever to even get anywhere near winning. So you've got to give it to the Reds. They they got the job done. Uh, Karevi, Karevi yet Karevi. again plays yeah. well. He's solid, isn't he? Very, very solid. Very, he makes always makes... He's got to be in your Australian oh, team. 100%. And now he's a player that but, will make a break and then he'll make the right decision. He's starting to. He wasn't a few years no, ago. I no, think, no, that, but, I think that, <clears throat> that was being held against him a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Well, for me, he's got to be in your on your Auckland, um, your Auckland side. Yeah, please. Uh, your Australian team. But I'm not sure whether he will. That you know, that They're thinking about overall performance. We're talking of standout players. He's definitely a standout player. Right, mate. Next game. We... Um, this was another humdinger. Well, a potential so we humdinger. thought. Potential so we humdinger, thought. Yeah. Now, I thought this was going to be a draw, didn't I? You said draw. Now, I if said... the Blues had scored 12 more points, it would have been a draw. <laughs> but the final score was 24-12 to the Highlanders. and They deserved it as well. Oh. I didn't see it coming, eh? I thought the Blues at halftime were going to... It was 7-5 at halftime. And the Blues had had all the ball, had made all the play, had looked like the team that were going to score the most points and and didn't. No. And then in the second half, they completely... They fell apart, didn't they? they? 
they're like a lot of teams are playing at the moment. They lost their momentum. And as soon as the Auckland Blues lose their momentum, they struggle. And I think a lot of these teams in all the conferences need to be working on how do they keep their flow, their momentum. Because when we go on further and we talk about the Brumbies game, that they won that game because they literally stopped yeah. the opposition's flow and Definitely. momentum. Yeah. So how do you keep that momentum? Because the reason why the Blues lost was because they lost every time they made a break, little knock on, yeah, little silly offload. Um, but sometimes half time is a killer. Yeah, yeah. Because it's it ten minutes, just, it ten just minutes of blocks uh, off your momentum, doesn't it? Um, you've got well, we've got run down here. Fourteen minutes to go. Down by 19 points and Plummer's kicking the ball away. You go on about this week in, week out. Plummer was brought on to run the ball. He's not brought on to kick it. If I, well, I, I don't know. I would love try- to sit down. He was trying to throw his cankles at it, wasn't I it? I mean, Liam McDonald, I'm not sure. Maybe Liam McDonald would be happy with him. But I just thought, you've come on, mate, to run the ball. And he, they, he was at halfway. He was at halfway, and it pretty much, well, it almost led to that try, didn't it? Yeah, well, it led to them making an extra 40, 50 metres yeah. off them. I just thought, what is going on? No. You know, you've run the ball all night long, and now you're deciding you've to kick it well. away. Yeah. I and mean, Manon, who's set up to try, was oh absolutely fantastic. God. But it was kind of the only real highlight of the game. It was, yeah. You've also, although Frizzell. Six tries. Well, not not, not, on not the night, mate. <laughs> but six tries he's got overall. Two tries on the night, but he's you've, he's got to be in and around the All Blacks, doesn't he? He already is, but I don't think he'll be a starter. But he needs to be in that squad for sure. He's he's playing okay. He's rangy. Yeah, I mean, it's good to see both. I mean, when it got to, first half was great, wasn't it? It was a really really good yeah. first half, and, and yeah. we'd written some things down. New Zealand teams throwing the ball around, absolutely fantastic. Mm. But unfortunately, uh, it just I mean, you know, Highlanders deserved it. Oh, they're, they're, they're the most Northern Hemisphere team that we have in the New Zealand Conference. So in these... The Highlanders? Yeah. Well, they are the most Southern though, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> but they play yes. They play like, you know, they, they probably don't have the strike runners that a lot of no. the other teams have. So they, they work well, like really we well said, together. Like we said earlier, you know, we, the, when they actually won the competition few years back they didn't really have any all backs did they no they, they had and literally to be fair they've got they've got a couple of all backs but you know ben smith that, was probably the only one that was really he when he, he came on when he when i oh, sorry ben smith started but when aaron smith came oh, on he, he made a real difference didn't he pass yeah really really good we that, maybe that was a difference you know maybe, maybe they brought on some experienced guys it just brought them away but it was a disappointing second half for the it blues was, for sure yeah. and next game the new the, the Waratahs versus the Rebels. Yeah. This Re- was a dreadful game. Rebels lost by three. This oh. was a... Can I just repeat? This was a dreadful game. I was so looking forward to watching this game and I don't live in Australia and I don't support the Australian teams normally. We like the Rebels. Yes, we do like the Rebels. And we like the way they play, but... Not what happened? Not. Was, I mean, it was, it was dribble, wasn't it? It was absolute dribble. Now, what was very interesting was in the post-match conference, press conference, um, their coach mentioned that he felt that they were tired. He said, no excuses. 
but I'm going to give an excuse, basically. <laughs> but it was interesting. They had a buy in round two, and they've they've really struggled the long, last two games. Haul, yeah. But if you can't get up for New South Wales Waratahs, what do you get up for? Because they well, really, honestly, they honestly, to to work, don't they you? honestly look like they weren't even on the same page, eh? You didn't even laugh. That no, was a great, no, that was a great little remark. No, it it, it was. I, I I didn't actually watch the whole game, but I watched the highlights, and it was just frustrating. No one, no one could string, you know, multiple phases together. But do you know why they couldn't string multiple phases together? Because old Steve Smith had got the sandpaper out again, hadn't he? It was it was slippery. You know when the the, the Crusaders lost, it was exactly like yeah. that again. Oh, it was at the Sydney Cricket Ground, wasn't it? It was exactly the same place, mm. exactly the same conditions. SCG? Yeah, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Got it right this time. But uh, the penalties killed them. Again. Killed them. Uh, it was just not... You know, if you're a New South Wales supporter, you wouldn't have enjoyed that game either. No. But the thing is, is again, the referee is giving away too many penalties. Way too many penalties. Being... I'm not sure. And it's just breaking not, the game. Do you know up. what? I'm not sure whether or not they're playing for their World Cup places as well. Whether the, whether or not the referees have had a chat, and because we all know in the Northern Hemisphere, yeah, I guess they're, they're much all been tighter. consistently bad. They have all been, and they've all been consistently pulling people up for yeah. minor things. Yeah, we saw a couple of forward passes that were flat line balls and they're picking them up for it as well. But then the the rules are clear though, mate. It's got to be a clear and obvious forward pass. And that's what, it's got to be clear and obvious. You know, if they score a try from it, they can always go back and review it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Just let the game play. I feel a bit depressed about these this week. Well, we've got to we've got to try and brighten up. Let's go for the, another great match: the Stormers versus the Brumbies. <laughs> Not another one. Nineteen seventeen to the Brumbies again. Another South African team losing at home. Yeah, I mean the Brumbies. The whole game plan was to stop their flow. They did that by every time they got in the twenty-two. They would. They would. They would get penalised. The Brumbies would actively do something to get penalised because I think teams have worked out now that kicking for the corner and going for the rolling mall over the line is not a given anymore. No, definitely It not. used to be a given, didn't it? it? Did, Kick yeah. the corner, you go for the rolling mall, you go roll it mall over the line, you score your try. Whereas now with the new rule that's come out where they can stay in their position and they're not supposed to change the bind, yeah. but they're allowing them to change their bind. Because if they didn't change their bind, they wouldn't get onto the ball, which mm. is pretty obvious to me. It's just meant that it's led to a lot more teams kicking for the corner and getting turned over. And basically, that's what happened at key moments in this game. Can I, I'm, I'm just looking at the stats here. How did the Stormers lose? I know. You know, you look, you look at metres carried, 463 to 172. Carries, 172 to 81. Defenders beaten twenty nine to nine, clean breaks nine to three, passes two hundred and nine to ninety three. But look, tackles ninety one to two hundred and twenty four. And you would say also, look at the penalties conceded: twelve penalties to the Brumbies and eight penalties to the Stormers. But the twelve penalties they gave away were really at key moments 
and it helped them. So they were giving away penalties to stop them from scoring. Someone should have gone in the bin. Someone should have been red carded. I, I mean, Robbie Fleck and his crazy... One did go in the bin. One went in the, the bin. Brumbies. From the Brumbies. Yeah, yeah, from yeah. the Brumbies. But they should have been... I think that they were doing it so much that loads of players should have been going to the bin from the Brumbies. Yeah. Well, here we go again. Missed tackles, 9 to 29. Turnovers... One to ten to the Brumbies, so that's where they. That's it rem- where they... It reminded me of the Rebels game a couple of weeks ago when they had all all the ball, yeah. all the play, and still lost. I think yeah. some of the teams have been really, really canny, and they're quite happy to you know to to get penalised a lot just to stop them from playing, stop that momentum, yeah. which just leads to boring, boring rugby. And it really wasn't a great game of rugby. No, again, again, right, mate. That's it. That's a wrap. Yes, that is a wrap. Toby and I, I really hope that next week with our games that we're going to predict, we are, we get a few more right. That'd be good, um, but also they're a bit better, bit, bit better to watch. There are a few humdingers this coming week as well, aren't there? Well, first up, mate, eight thirty-five for us in the UK. Oh, we won't be able to watch it, mate. Well, we will. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll watch it. We'll watch it. <laughs> the Crusaders versus the Lions. Yeah, um, pretty easy one for me, I think. Crusaders just come off a um, a buy. They'll be rested up. They'll be rearing to go, and they'll, they'll attack <laughs> those. They'll attack those lions. Who's who's rearing Sword to in go? Hand. Who's rearing to go? The lions are rearing to go, or or the Crusaders? I'm going to go with you, mate. I'm yeah. going to say Crusaders for me and Crusaders for you. But I would say the lions did look like a team that if they get a lead, can hold on to a lead. Yeah. So well, they only just held on to it, but you're right. Yeah, so I'm going to say uh, the Crusaders, but it could be a close one. It's a repeat of the final uh, of last year as well. Oh, yeah. Sunwolves at home versus the Highlanders. This will be a good one. Um, going off sort of this week's game, again, I think the Sunwolves will be in it for about an hour. Aaron a bit, but then I think the Highlanders just might have enough. What have you put? Oh, you've I'm, gone I'm, for it too. I'm just going for Highlanders, but I, I'm going to say it, it's going to be a just. I think the Sunwolves could win this, and I think the Sunwolves could win it, not comfortably, but by 10. Yeah. But it all depends on who the Highlanders play. Yeah, it's true, who they start. If they start with their strongest team, I'm going to say the Highlanders, but if they don't start with their strongest team... I'm going to say the Sunwolves. We won't know that till Thursday, but I'm going to put my thing down for the Highlanders. Yeah. Right, mate. Next game, first one on Saturday, uh, Hurricanes versus the Chiefs. I'm going to go the Chiefs. Whoa, you've gone gone and done it. Really? Only because the Chiefs played relatively well on Saturday, barring a bad first half. Yeah. The Hurricanes, for me, got out of jail. Are they going to give Bowden Barrett two weeks say, off? Mm, I'm going to go and say this. Bowden Barrett plays, Hurricanes win. Bowden Barrett doesn't play, Chiefs win. Well, I, well I've, I've gone Hurricanes. All right, so I'm going to go, I'm going to predict. I'm going to predict now, and I'll remind you of this. They're going to give Bowden Barrett two weeks off. I don't think they will, actually. <laughs> but let's just make it interesting to say they are. Uh, if they do that, Chiefs win. Okay. So, okay. I'm, I'm quite happy to be wrong, but then I can always say, well, I was right because he played and they won. <laughs> Waratahs versus the Sharks. Waratahs at home. 
got to be the Waratahs. It's got to be the The Tars, only thing that it? worries me is emotionally with the Israel Folau thing, they got up for this match. Yeah. Can they get up two weeks in a row? The Sharks are away from home. They might they might be the best thing for them to be away from home. But I agree with you. It's going to be the Waratahs for me and you on that. Yeah. Yep. Uh, next game, Storm is at home to the Bulls. I think the Bulls are going to win. I unfortunately agree with you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Storm is... Yeah, the Bulls have been the most consistent yeah. team there. No one's consistent, really. No. No one's consistent. The biggest game, still last. Yeah, this is this a This is a game. tough one. Who are you going to pick out of the Jaguares and the Brumbies? Jaguares. I'm going to pick the Jaguares too. They're looking, they're looking flash. Although they, they, the they had a week off. They had a week off, but I think they'll be a bit fresh... You know, the Brumbies um, Brumbies have been on a long road, actually. But also, Brumbies didn't play that well. No. They won. That's true. And they haven't really been playing that well. So I'm going to go say the Jaguares there as well. So it's pretty tight there. The only one that we've got different... Is the Hurricanes and Chiefs. Hurricanes and Chiefs. Hurricanes the best and man Chiefs. win. Absolutely. Now, so, speaking on the best man win phrase, are we going to do the quiz now, mate? I think we are now. You've been on a, you've been on a hot run over the last few weeks. Yeah, you're telling me, mate. So I'm, I'm wait, keep a tally. I'm, keep I'm waiting tally for you to bring out, you know, the real, real, you know, who and who was the first player who William Webb Ellis passed <laughs> the ball to in the famous school of rugby. I don't know, you tell me, mate. That's one of the questions. <laughs> yes, I'm ready for the quiz. I'm looking forward to the quiz. I, I, I used to look forward to the quiz when I was winning, and now I don't look forward to the quiz nearly as much as I used to. <laughs> right, mate. First question. I'm just getting my pen oh. and paper ready okay. so I can write down your ridiculous options. <laughs> Which team has the most yellow cards? <laughs> That's a that's a pretty good one to be fair. Oh yeah, it's, it's fantastic, Toby. Go on, go okay. on. Give me the options: A, A, Sunwolves, B, Rebels, C, Crusaders, or D, the Sharks. It's a it's a bloody good question if I do say so myself. Right, so I don't think it's the Sunwolves. This is yellow cards. This is yellow cards. Yeah. I've watched most of the Sunwolves games and I haven't seen them get many. Um, Ooh, the Rebels did have one on the weekend. So I think they're yeah. in there. They're in contention. The Crusaders are definitely in contention. <laughs> and I'm going to discount the Sharks just because I don't haven't watched as many of their games. So it probably will be the Sharks. Oh, and the Brumbies. <laughs> and, the Brum- and the Brumbies. Just put the Brumbies in there. You can't put the Brumbies in there. Okay, I'll take them away. <laughs> I'm going to say it could be the Rebels. I'm going to say the Rebels. Be the Rebels. What's the answer? You're correct. Yes. They've had seven yellow cards and the rest are all on five. I, I think the Rebels got really hard done by when they went to South Africa. There was, there's a few ye- yellow cards flying around. Yeah. And they had a, they had one on the weekend as well, so I'm glad I got that one correct because it means I'm not going to go uh, and uh, you know get to numero uno <laughs> <laughs> nil pra. Uh, right, so 
the all of my questions are some way linked to, to the Crusaders. Okay. We're, they we're, always are. We're though. halfway through. We're halfway there. Whoa, living on a prayer. <laughs> okay, thanks for that one, Tony. <laughs> I'll keep my day job. <laughs> <laughs> so we're halfway through the competition, and the Crusaders are leading lots of the stats at the moment. You might have noticed that when you were doing your quiz questions. But anyway, the Crusaders lead the competition for most tries scored. But who... How, how and what? The Crusaders lead the competition okay. for most tries scored. But yeah. who is second? Is it the Hurricanes? A. Is it B, the Lions? Is it C, the Rebels? Or is it D, the Chiefs? Hurricanes. You say Hurricanes? Final answer. You are incorrect. <laughs> it's the Rebels, isn't it? It's the Rebels. That's Hurricanes right. are on 31. Lions are on 31. Okay. The Chiefs are on 32. And the Rebels are on 35. 35. Guess how many tries the Crusaders have scored? 41. 40. 40. 40. Hmm. So with a bye this week, obviously. A lot of teams have a bye, so we'll keep that all the same. Can I just say, after round 10, the New Zealand Conference have scored 154 tries. The Australian Conference have scored 144 tries. And the South African Conference, 122. That's quite surprising, actually, isn't it? You'd think that this, the South Africans would be right up there. Well, not with the way that they've decided oh, no. to play this year. No. They've true. decided to play how they're probably going to play in the World Cup, which is just bosh it up. Yeah. But where it's going against them is kicking for the corner, not being able to convert the driving malls, which has really stopped them from scoring as many tries as they would have in the past years. Yeah, has. Right, mate. So it's just to clarify, it's 1-0. Yes, no, we, we didn't need to clarify that. <clears throat> so, how many players have scored eight tries? Now, these, <laughs> <laughs> these are players that have scored the most tries. Okay, yeah, yeah. So they're, they're all on eight. Yes. But how many are there? Is there one? Two, three, or four? I think it's either one or four. Because knowing you, it's a ridiculous statement to make. And you might think, well, it's more than... If it's four, wow, it's four. So therefore, this is amazing. <laughs> or, oh, it's one. Oh, yeah, they're all tied before. This is a very, very tough question. So I'm trying to think of who's scored eight and actually don't know who scored eight. I actually wouldn't be able to pick anyone who scored eight. So I'm going to say it's... I didn't, did I see... Come on, mate, spit it out. One. Oh, he's gone for one. Uh, it's not one. <laughs> it's three. It's three. Mm. Will Jordan, Jack Maddox, and Rico Ioni. Okay, yeah. I didn't... Uh, Will, Will Jordan. He's been scoring a lot of tries lately. That's amazing, isn't it? He's really? coming off the bench and then scoring a couple a game, isn't he? And everyone's saying he's the next... <laughs> he's going to be... You know, I took the, took him to task. Village. He might be the next all black no. fullback, mate. Village. Eight tries. He's done very well. I reckon if you looked at tries per minutes, 
You know, wow. He'd be right up there, I think. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Right. Oh, sorry, my question is... Yeah, <laughs> mate, oh, guess what? It's one all. It's one all. Well, I'll change that. One all. I've given you a really nice question as well. Okay. I think you'll know this. This is, but I thought it was interesting. Although the Crusaders have won the last two Super Rugby titles, and let's be honest, have dominated the competition since it started. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Who won the competition in its first year, known as Super 12 Rugby in 1996? Why would I know that? Was it A, the Blues? Was it B, the Brumbies? Was it C, the Bulls? Or was it D, Transvaal? It's now the Lions, isn't it? Sharks, mate. Oh, Sharks. Sharks. Sorry, mate. Sorry. Um, 1996. Well, I was four. <laughs> so I'll, um, I'll probably will remember. <laughs> Although we didn't have Sky. I'm not sure we even had a television. <laughs> Um, oh, okay. Can we go through the options again? A, the the Blues, B, the Brumbies, yeah. C, the Bulls, or D, Transvaal? I have a feeling it was the Bulls. The Bulls? Yeah, I don't think it was the Blues. Could have been the Brumbies. What's your final answer? <laughs> Bulls. Bulls is incorrect. It's a great question because it was the actual, it. it was the first of what they call Super Rugby as it stands with Sansar. And it was the Blues. Was it the Blues? It was oh, Blues. And they won it for the first two years and they came off having the best team in the world for yeah. years and years. But what was really interesting when I was researching this was, did you know there was, a, before that, there was a Super 10 competition? Really? And then there was a Super 6 before that for one super year. Super 6? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was, uh, I think there was, Three teams from New Zealand, two teams from Australia, and a Polynesian Pacific Islands really? team. Yeah, absolutely. And Did we thrash them? I, I can't remember. <laughs> but what happened was it was um, the Reds one. The Reds, really? Yeah, Queensland one. Queensland won that one. So very interesting to think, because I never knew there was a Super 6 competition that kind of gave them the idea. Then it grew for two years to Super 10s. Yeah. And then it started, professional rugby happened, Super Rugby started, Super 12s. Wow. Which that's, was an absolute, that is, that's which was absolute heyday of rugby. There was yeah. like seven or just six and a half tries scored per per team, yeah, per match, which was like going from not scoring any tries to scoring those tries. Bucket load. Right. This is the last question, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yes, it's the last question. So you need to get this right. I need to get this right. Yes, I do. Thank you very much. Right. You should get this right, to be fair. Um, in the last five games, how many have the Sun Wolves won? Is it one, two, three, or four? So in the last five games, how many have they won? Go through the options again. One, two, three, four. <laughs> One. Can you tell me who it, who it was against? It was against the Chiefs. Oh. Against oh, the Waratahs. The Waratahs. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they did. They've beaten the Chiefs yeah, earlier, yeah. didn't they? So yeah. one, am I correct? Yeah, you're yes, right. Yes, I am. Yes, boy. <laughs> you're back on top me. Oh, my yes, boy. So two, one. Okay, last question. Oh, come on. Need to get this right. Who has the record 
for the most points scored in a season? Is it A. Mornay Stain? Is it B. Dan Carter? Is it C. Andrew Mertens? Or is it D. Bernard Foley? Now, just to give you a little helping hand here. Bernard Foley got the most points last year. Yeah, you need to think about this, go in a bit more detail about when did they play 18 competition, yeah, yeah. 15, 14, and what? I don't think it was Daniel Carter. Okay. <laughs> oh, I hate it when you do that. <laughs> uh, I don't think, it definitely wasn't Andrew Mertens. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay, go on. Um, although he could kick from anywhere. I'm going to go Mornay Stain. You're going to go Mornay Stain? Yeah. Okay, so Mornay Stain is correct. Yeah. Yes. He has the record. 263 points Wow! in a season. Bernard Foley is second with 256. Andrew Mertens, 206. And Dan Carter, 221. And I think what's amazing about Mornay Stain is he did it without playing in, in the really long competition. Yeah. 18 teams is a huge, more you know, more matches, more opportunities to score. So that is absolutely fantastic. And what a player he was. What a kicker he was. He, he could get couldn't, it from couldn't run, couldn't tackle, mate, but boy, could he kick. Um, but like Hayden Parker. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's a draw. It is a draw, mate. A you're, bit of a stalemate. Yeah, I reckon you spend all week just, you know, researching these things now because you've upped your game. But anyway, it is always a pleasure bringing you the Super Rugby Podcast. That's it for this week. Yeah, it's been good. I'm looking forward to this week's games. We are looking forward to this week's games. And hopefully you'll join us back here next Monday for you. To down, oh, oh, we've got to talk about oh, how to get hold of us, don't media. we? Social media, go on, you, you tell them how to get hold of uh, us. Email, not fax, not fax. Um, the super rugby podcast at gmail.com, and then our Facebook is um, the super rugby podcast or super rugby podcast or super rugby podcast, and, and so is our Twitter, super rugby podcast. Oh, we're on Twitter now, we're pretty good, we are. And, and it's a fantastic platform to uh, give us your opinions, your questions. Uh, although a lot of their questions come through email, keep those coming. But uh, as always, please subscribe, please share, yeah, please do all those things. Get our numbers up. Makes us feel brilliant. It makes us feel so good. And we'll see you next week. Yeah. Podcast Network.